Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Completely Arbitrary. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. I am another one of your hosts. My name is Casey Clapp. Yay! Hey, Casey. Hey, Alex. How's it going? It's great, man. I am just nothing but smiles right now. Yeah, same. Yeah. I can't turn it off. Yeah, no, it's because your mug is too gorgeous. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, Casey... This is our first episode of our new podcast. The inaugural episode. Yeah. Why don't you, what, what is this? What is, what is this shit? What, what are we doing? What is it? What are we doing? What are we, why am I sitting here? All right. So here's the lowdown. Basically, we wanted to put something together, collaborate. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I have so many opinions on trees. That's right. I was like, Alex, do you have any opinions on trees? And your response was no. Yeah. I'm, uh, I have none. So I said, let's put that together and make something cool. Whee! All right, that's not exactly how it happened. But basically, this is a podcast about trees and tree-related things. Trees and other related topics. That's right. Every single week, uh, Casey is going to pick a tree. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bring it to the table, and we're going to talk about it. And he's going to educate us a little bit, and hopefully we learn a thing or two. And then we're going to review it. That's right. We're going to rate it the tree. Uh, from zero to ten, we haven't we haven't I haven't confirmed this what with is, Casey. Uh, yeah, what is uh, what's your pitch here? I want to rate it zero to ten golden cones of honor. And honestly, I'm sold because so far that's the only submission. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I like it. Sometimes the first idea is the best idea. Yeah, <laughs> so far every single idea we've had has been the first idea. Yeah, because so, we're just kind of uh, falling into this. Honestly, we might have to reevaluate that stance, <laughs> but anyway, I'm for it no matter what. Yeah, we're we're ex- we're excited. We're going to we're going to have a good time. Casey, this is going to be great. Let's jump right the heck in. All right, let's get into it. What is our first tree? All right. So, we decided that we're going to try and do things in a seasonality basis. For those of you who don't know, we are up in Portland, Oregon. It's mm-hmm. in the temperate rainforest area over in the northwest of the United States. The Pacific Northwest, you might call it. <laughs> it's ca- actually technically pronounced the Great Pacific Northwest. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, a lot of people miss that part. It's like a silent G-R-E-A-T. Mm, like Britain. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes. Anywho, so um, we have a lot of seasonal trees. Unfortunately, we're not uh, we're not so tropical, so yeah. we have a lot of wacky trees that grow up here. And so we were like, well, we're never going to run out of trees to review. But we wanted to make sure to give you guys something that you can use and see on a daily basis. You go outside, maybe you'll be able to see the exact trees we're talking about doing something that we are also talking about. So that'd be a lot of fun. Season one, winter twenty twenty one. That's right. Our collection this year starts with the Douglas fir. Ooh, I know it's low hanging fruit. I love Douglas fir. This, I, I think, I think I was the one who who pushed us to do the Douglas fir. 
Um, because this is like, you know, our grand opening, uh, at the car dealership. Yeah. And we gotta, we gotta catch some, Hey, we need those clicks, baby. Speaking of that, did you get the spotlights? I think we should have had spotlights. Yeah. If we're doing this grand opening. I do have lamps. They are on. They're not quite as big as I was thinking, but you know what? <laughs> Low budget. Let's just let, let's just stick with it for the time being. Yeah, let's talk about the Douglas fir. I think All it's right. a cool. I think it's. I actually, this is one tree that I may have an opinion. You on. know about the Douglas fir? I, Casey. Oh come on. I've heard of a Douglas fir, Mister. Okay. All right. All right. I could even maybe draw one for you. All right. Try. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank We're going to post a, uh, a photo of what he just drew. It was incredible. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> All, All right. right. Case, hit us with some facts. All right, let's <clears throat> let's do it. The Douglas fir. All right, so the scientific name is Pseudosuga menziesii. You have any idea what that means? Su- one more time. Pseudosuga menziesii. Pseudosuga. Mm-hmm. What was the last one? Menziesii. Menziesii. Yeah. Pseudosuga menziesii. Some people would pronounce it menziesii. But, okay, so pseudo yeah. tells me, is that like kind of fake? False, yes. Yep, okay. Okay. What, what was the second one? <laughs> Suga. So that's that's not that's the first name, pseudo-suga. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Su- Suga, obviously, uh, sugar. <laughs> You're exactly incorrect. Okay, what it's is it? It's actually the genus name for the hemlock. No kidding. T-S-U-G-A. So it means, oh. the genus name, pseudo-suga, actually means false hemlock. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, because it's an enigma, this tree. This is something that I think is really interesting. Hmm. When they first came over, they being the white people, trust me, there were millions of people who knew all about this tree well before someone started writing down these kinds of things. Yeah. They came over and they're like, well, we're going to name this tree. And they were like, well, it's clearly a spruce. And then someone else is like, no, it must be a hemlock. And someone said, oh, no, it's definitely a a different kind of tree, you know. And Mm. they would keep on changing the name until at one point they just settled on false hemlock. But, of course, you have to Latinize it so it becomes pseudo-suga. Which suga, um, I think I was told that it was the um, the Japanese name for hemlock, and hmm. that became the genus name for the hemlock. I say this without any irony. Mm. That's extremely fascinating. Wow. That's going to up your rating, isn't it? I'm very much don't, interested. Don't, don't, don't break it to me. Don't share anything oh, right now. I, I, I like the suspense. I won't yet. Okay, and then Menzizi is named after a, a Scottish naturalist named Archibald Menzies. Wow. Yeah. So it is the uh, Douglas fir, which this is, okay, here, we're just going to keep on throwing facts out there. So for those of you who are um, reading right now, if you read Douglas fir, it should be Douglas and then dash fir. Hmm. And why is it dash? That dash denotes that it's not a true fir. Oh, it is a Douglas fir. Exactly. It is a Douglas fir, not a true fir. So it's the fake fir, fake hemlock, named after... David Douglas, another Scottish guy who came and did exploring around here, Douglas Fir, uh-huh. but then also Archibald Menzies, who's another guy. So he just it goes. This tree's named after everybody except itself. What a mess! Yeah, isn't it? Don't, don't you kind of feel? Yeah, I feel a little bit bad for it. It doesn't have its own name, you know. Oak, it's mm. an oak. There's nothing. There's it's just an oak. It's a, a bit of an identity crisis. I think so. Yeah, that's interesting. Why? So is two Scotsmen. I think so. If I remember incorrectly, as I am not typing right now, I'm going to confirm. Oh, yeah, totally. They're yeah, both Scottish. Funny. I'm pretty positive they're Scottish, but we're going to have our producers. Um, you, you guys. All right. They're going to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Yeah, they don't actually talk at all on this podcast. Um, well, they're afraid. They don't want. They don't like having their voice recorded. That's right. Yeah, they're afraid that it would take. You know, just. Yeah. Anyway. There's no producers, you guys. Or, that the joke just went and crashed and burned. I looked over to the corner where the dog is sitting, yeah. and he just kind of looked at me, then started licking his leg. Yeah, we're just goofing. Yeah. Anywho, so the Douglas fir. Yeah, that's is, that's cool. It's like the most ubiquitous tree in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It grows. Um, I was reading this uh, this book, uh, Forest Giants of the Pacific Coast. I just, mm. I'm so elated. This yeah, is, we're going to talk about this book. We're going to talk about it. So the um, it grows basically way up into like Alberta and southeastern and northern. I don't know, maybe not quite northern Alaska. Mm. All the way down to like the mountains of southern California. Jeez. At super high elevations. And then there's another species that's called the Big Cone Douglas fir. Again, an identity crisis because it's not named after Douglas. It was found way after he died. Quick question. Yeah. Does the big cone Douglas fir have big, bigger cones it than does. the Douglas fir? It does. That might, sound like, uh, that might sound like a stupid question. And you know what? It is. But everything's in relativity, though. You but know? you said it was like fake. I was, I was thinking maybe it was like an ironic yeah. name. <laughs> that would be so great. Hipsters of like the, you know, early 20th century. Yeah. yeah. Big cones. <laughs> Big cones. Yeah, really. No, come on. Get out of town. You wish. Yeah. So this cone has it. It succeeded. But of course, it's big Douglas fir kind of cones, but it's not actually like, you know, a big cone. Like the Coulter pine, that's got a big cone. Hmm. That that cone, will, that'll, that'll crush anything it falls on. Jeez. Yeah. The big cone Douglas fir, it'll float down. It's not that, you know, it's not that heavy. I guess the better would do it. What, what are we talking? I, I hate to get off on this tangent already. Yeah. We're, we're doing such a good job staying on track. <laughs> Douglas fir. <laughs> um, but when we're talking big cone, uh, what, can you describe the size of this thing? Like, can you, can you relate it to an object in our lives? Like what, what, what sports ball would you compare it to? Ooh. All right. So actually this or, is, or fruit, you know, like what, totally. uh, what melon, is it a cantaloupe or is it a tomato? Right. Yeah. I would say it's probably, so honestly, this is actually, um, this is a detriment. I am saving up all of my capital to do a long road trip across the United States where mm. I'm going to try to collect as many cones that I don't already have hmm. so that I could have them. Mostly because my collection is just absolutely lacking in the breadth of how many cone-bearing trees exist in the United States. Second only to Mexico, in fact. But here's the problem. I have no idea exactly how big it is. I've never held a big cone Douglas fir cone Big cone, Douglas fir cone in mm. my hand. Okay. So I have no idea. I believe, though, it'd be about the size of like a beefsteak tomato. Oh, okay. As opposed to a normal, I got, I don't want to say normal, as opposed to a Douglas fir, no, you know, extra words, just the Douglas fir. Yeah. That one, I believe, you know, it's, it's probably about a good four inches long. You We're know? talking Roma tomato territory. Yeah. In fact, it's about the same size in proportion. You know how it, Roma's a little, little bit longer? That's right. Yeah. It's oblong. Yeah. You got it. It's exactly that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we're going to post a picture of it in a jar. And what I really need to do is identify that kind of jar mm. and then tell you like, oh, a Douglas fir cone. It's about the size of a medium pickle jar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I know, love it. At one point, I actually learned that I collect jars. 
because I put all of my cones in jars. Yeah. And <laughs> all of a sudden, one day, I was just lugging around like two boxes full of empty jars. <laughs> and someone just kind of looked at me, and I was like, yeah, I collect jars now. Like, I guess it comes to the territory. Hey, if you still have any of those jars, I'm getting into, into pickles. You should, oh. you should, uh, you know, give, no, up look the, into it. give up the goods, baby. Well, well I mean, I got, I got goals. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe. Podcast over. Whoa. No, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, uh, 13 minutes we lasted. 13 minutes, 20 seconds. That's it? Yeah. All right. Hey, you guys, thanks so much. Thanks, um, everybody. Remember to like us on um, Facebook uh-huh. and MySpace. Yep. And um, this was great. Hey, Casey, you know, it's it. one, one thing that, that startled me was you said, um, you said uh, that your collection is lacking, mm. your collection of cones, because I've been in your room. It looks like a GD museum in there. You got cones out the waz. That's true. I think I calculated or I added them all up. I think I have like 80 some cones. That's maybe? absurd. But some of them are, um, I think, you know, I, I'm going to look it up because I know I, I have this tabulated somewhere in some spreadsheet. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I think I maybe have upwards of like 80 different species. And Casey, Casey also uh, um, tags his cones with a little tag I on do. a string, which I thought was just charming as hell. I have to thank my uh, coworker Jeff for giving me those tags. He's like, you're going to need these. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Shout He's out to guy. Jeff. Shout out Jeff. Also, shout out Scotland. Just confirmed. Thanks, producers. Both Archibald Menzies and David Douglas, Scottish. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. So anyway, what were we talking about? I Trees. have no idea. <laughs> All right. So here's the... It's my bad. We're gonna, yeah, I got to keep you on the straight and narrow. You hey, two, I thought it was going to be the other way around. Yeah, I guess you're right. We're all We're all... Now, maybe I maybe I'm the one with the tree knowledge. Tell me more about the Douglas fir. <laughs> well, Casey, take it away. All right. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So, okay, let's see what else. All right. So, um, the Douglas fir, it's the biggest. In fact, um, this is kind of a fun fact. Um, it is ubiquitously grown, planted around here. It's the number one timber tree in the Pacific Northwest, the most important timber tree to the nation, probably in the world, because it grows, at least especially historically, all of the, the timber that has ever been cut in the United States, in the Pacific Northwest, and South or in Western Canada, most of it is Douglas fir. Nick, 
all of it. Hmm. Some of it's him locking all these other things, but like the vast majority, the whole, all the cities on the West Coast were built with Douglas fir, and a bunch of the cities everywhere else because we shipped it all over the place. Well, what do you call the wood that comes from a Doug? Is it fir wood? Yeah, they usually just call it fir. Yeah, oh. there's a whole other convention with uh, with like timber things. Like, oh, this is white pine, but right. white pines are like sixteen different kinds of pine. You know? Okay. But yeah, I, only- I guess I've never heard anybody say. I've never heard anyone say. Oh, this house is built of fur. Oh, yeah. You know, that that sounds weird. Ah. I, I hear pine a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, this is bit, this is made of pine. True. Yeah. This would be, yeah, most two by four is probably going to be Douglas fir. Interesting. That's, yeah, extremely common. Cool. Let's see. They So the Douglas fir also, in its native area, like if you just have a Douglas fir and you left it to grow for 900 years, it can get to be... And this is according to 2001 books, which I, I, I should look this up before I give you facts. There is the or there the species of tree that is the largest of everything in the pine family is a Douglas fir. Whoa. All right. So let's like unpack that. Okay. It's the largest single stemmed tree mm-hmm. that is non-clonal in the entire pine family. So redwoods and Giant sequoias, those are not in the pine family. Okay. But larches and hemlocks and truffers and cedars and, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. those are all in there. So, like, the biggest noble fir is smaller than the biggest Douglas fir. Okay. And it's it's just, that blows my mind. The tree is massive. How, do you have a, do you have a number, like a foot number? Yeah, let me, let me look it up. Ooh. Yeah. Casey is uh, referencing this book that we teased earlier, Forest Giants of... The Pacific Northwest. That's the Pacific it. Coast, excuse me. All right. So it's called the Red Creek Tree. The volume is 12,320 feet cubed. Say cubic that one more feet. time. 12,320 cubic feet. I can't even, yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to it's even. meaningless like, to me. Yeah, it's huge. But how about this? 13.9 feet in diameter. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, let's let. Can we step? How big is your room right here that we're sitting in? I would say this room is maybe fifteen feet across. This tree would not fit if, like, if we just put it in your room, we'd have to break down a bunch of walls just to have it not touch any of the walls. That's crazy. And it's two hundred and forty-two feet tall. Jeez, isn't that insane? That's a tree that's currently alive. I don't know. I let's look it up real fast. We're gonna, it, we're gonna look this up. The Red Creek tree. Let's check it out. Okay, Casey's googling. Maybe we should, we should we might cut this out. We might keep it in. Yeah. Is this good content? You tell us. Hashtag us. Oh my gosh! I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now, and they're using the present term. Oh, okay. That's perfect. That's the a good Red sign. Creek fir is a large Douglas fir tree located in the San Juan Valley, Vancouver Island. Ah, mm. you Canadians, you guys have all the cool trees out there. And Washingtonians, honestly, half this book is about arguments and rivalries between Oregon and Washington as to who has the largest really? trees. <laughs> and they go back and forth and like one person would find him like, Oregon's got the biggest sick of spruce. And then all of a sudden Washington's like, no, it's us. And, you know, they got the Olympic Peninsula and the Vancouver Island trees. Oh my God. It's insane. Yeah. Washington ain't too shabby. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to a little bit more brass tacks here. Okay. So the Douglas fir it is a spectacularly long-lived tree, like mm-hmm. 900, 800 years at like the max. It's obviously huge. Did you know the tallest tree maybe ever measured in the history of all trees is a Douglas fir? In the history of all trees. Yeah. Step aside, Redwoods. Wow. How does that make you feel? Coming at you. Yeah. California. What you got? 
That's incredible. Yeah, I don't like rivalries. I do a little bit, but I, I don't know. either. Yeah, I think they're silly. I, th- I think that's fair. And you know what? It just tears us apart. It we really gotta, does. We gotta bring ourselves together. Yeah, this I'm, has been this is really uplifting. All right. So the Douglas fir is also a fascinating tree for a couple of reasons. One, it can grow, um, like I said, from super high latitudes, super low latitudes, high elevation, all the way down to the coast. Mm. It has a couple different varieties. There's like the Western variety that grows over in, uh, like on the coast range where some of the biggest in the entire world have ever been. Mm. Then you can find it growing like just like a badass on the driest, worst places in the Rocky Mountains, just crushing it, you know, just slowly, but surely they just grow little by little and they just, they're, they're, super adaptive they get a bunch of diseases but you know what they also live for 800 years so if you live for 800 years and you have diseases honestly i think it's just fine like you know at what point is it like okay you've you've made it you don't need to you don't need to impress us anymore yeah that's what a trooper that tree is Uh, i have a couple questions we should say yeah go for it Uh, diseases Uh uh-huh yeah, I guess, yeah, I want, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say diseases. Oh, shoot. Yeah, okay. all right. It has fungal associates. Oh. Uh, and insect associates and so on and so forth. Okay. So I think what we're really trying to do, what I want to try and do, here's the here's my, my first plug on this podcast, hmm. is we need to get away from the idea that trees are diseased and bad because if it's diseased, it's bad. And so if you have a tree that has a fungus growing in and on the tree, all of a sudden, that's a diseased tree because that fungus is bad. Why is that fungus bad? You know, it's de- it's decaying the tree, sure. I see. But that creates more habitat for other things. You know, decay is what creates life. If we didn't have any decay, every leaf that has ever fallen would still be here. But fungus and insects and things like that get rid of it. Meanwhile, a Douglas fir can live with... Here, there's one uh, fungus specifically that I can think of. It is called the Dyer's polypore. Other people call it the cow pie fungus. Hmm. And it's called, let's see, uh, Pheolus schweinitzii. And if we had more time, I would spell that out right now because <laughs> I take pride in the fact that I can spell it. But I'm not going to do it because if I get it wrong, oh, man. What oh, a, what a stage to fall on. Yeah. Anyway, look it up. It's almost extremely phonetic. But you gotta get very, very phonetically specific. Say the say the name one more time. Phaeolus schweinitzia. And this is what a mushroom. This is a fungus. Yeah, I got a, I got a little distracted. I, I lost track of what we were talking about. Oh, well, when you say phaeolus three times in a row, the fungus literally pops out of the walls like Beetlejuice. <laughs> No, but it's yeah. So look that up. It's uh, here's the first trick. I'll get you guys started right off. It starts with the ph. Phaeolus schweinitziae. That's a good hint. Schweinitziae. Hmm. Anyway, it's a fungus. It grows in the basal area of a Douglas fir. And okay. people call it a butt rot. But you know what? I don't think we need to describe trees as having butts. You know? gross. Yeah, we got to move on. So the fungus will slowly grow and it'll just decay out the very central portion of the tree. And it'll do that over hundreds and hundreds of years. Over time, if the tree can't grow faster and put more bigger rings on while that fungus is growing slowly, decaying the base, then at some point that fungus is going to cause the tree to not be able to hold itself up in a big windstorm. It's going to topple over. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, a tree can live with that fungus for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. So if at one point it may be the reason the tree falls over and dies— but the tree was living with it for literally potentially hundreds of years, centuries. Sure. I think that counts more of as a more as an associate, you know? Interesting. Like if you get a disease that's gonna kill you, a terminal disease, it does it, you know, 
quickly, right? So if you have a disease that is not necessarily terminal, but at some point maybe it will become terminal, I don't know. Do you see where I'm getting at here? I think so. Yeah. This is going to be the second post on our Reddit where everyone has to discuss the merits of associations of fungus that actively decay a tree rather than like, um, you know, like a symbiosis fungus, a mycorrhizal fungus mm. that actually work together with the, with the tree. Oh, we're going to talk about that on another yeah, here, episode. Well, here's the thing. As a layman, uh, th- this feels this feels out of – this is 102. This feels yeah, out of my depth you're right. This is, getting a, little, this is getting a little gross, isn't I it? was ready to talk about the, the, the Doug, Douglas firs are green. <laughs> the Douglas fir. All right. Well, there's a. Um, what, was, what was your question? Oh, I don't uh, have any idea. Oh, it was a disease. That's what you're. Oh, talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did ask. You did. It's my own. So that's fault. that's it. Yeah, you really okay. took us down that 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 road. Okay. Well, we'll I'm glad. I'm ultimately glad I did because a lot of people are probably listening to this that are like stoked that you're talking about fungal associates. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, which um, is a that, great band name, by yeah, the way. I was going to suggest that be like my law firm name, Fungal and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casey, I think the time has come to give this tree this Ugh. grand. Oh, I shouldn't say grand because there is a grand fur. There is a grand fur, but uh, that doesn't have a dash in it. Oh, okay. It's a proper fur. It's a proper fur. Ooh, that's it. I like that term. Very hey, British. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let's give this Douglas fur a rating. Okay. Uh, we're doing it from, uh, and this is this is canon now, we're doing zero to ten golden cones of honor. We can't go back. <laughs> All right. Um, I will go first uh, as the resident layman, and we'll, we'll, we'll finish off with you. All right. Uh, so... Um, if that's okay, <laughs> <laughs> that is, a, that's also Canaan now. Canon, 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 let's go Canon. Canon. We're going to, we're going to canonize your dog. Yeah. He's laying he, here on the ground. He's our, he's our intern. <laughs> and producer. Yeah. He gets it all done. Anyway, go ahead. All let's. right. Uh, I think the Douglas fur is very cool. In college, I made a, um, uh, I, I wrote, uh, a, a, a four part mini, mini comedy yes. series. Uh, called The Life of Trees. Oh, my God. Casey literally consulted on it. It was about two trees that were uh, anthropomorphized. Yeah. That's not the right word. That's the right word. Usage of that word, Well, yeah, okay. It was a little bit of a... They were humanized or whatever. Corruption of the term. Yes. But you know what? That's what Shakespeare did. Now we have terms that, you know, we never used to have. It's a fungal associate of the term. Um, and there was a Douglas fir in that show is one of the, one of the two characters. And, and what was, I, what was, uh, what was his name? Uh, his name was Doug. Oh yeah. Because I'm an extremely original writer. <laughs> um, I came to quite like Douglas furs. This, this, uh, this is maybe okay. a good episode for us to start with because I, I truly, I do like Douglas furs. Like I think if you brought me out into a forest and pointed to the trees and said, Alex, which one is a Douglas fir? Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably know. I might have a guess. Sure. I, I know basically what they look like. I, yeah. I couldn't. Maybe uh, I believe I, you described them as green earlier. Yes, I yeah. do know that they're green. I now know that they're extremely. They can be extremely tall. Extremely tall. So yeah. I'll look for the tall. More brown ones. than green. Yeah, there are lots of brown. Yeah, because we'll, of the bark. They're we'll not dead. Green. Right. Um. So wow. I, I I I like this tree. I also like this thing that you said about them. Uh, that they can grow in all different sorts of climates, all over the place. Um. I think that's pretty cool. I think that shows resilience. Mm-hmm. Um. Resolve. And uh, good stature. Yes, it's got a good rapport. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Of course, I don't want to. That's okay. All right. I'm letting it happen. <laughs> I give the Douglas fir from <gasps> zero to ten. This is our first rating. I'm gonna give it, and I, I hope I'm not going too high. 
I'm going to give it an eight and a half. An eight and a half, like 8.5 golden eight, cones. 8.5 golden cones wow. of honor go to the Douglas fir. Can we get a cut in of Owen Wilson saying, wow, right here? I think we'd have to pay for that. Damn it. All yeah. right. I'm just going to try it out with my own style. 20 bucks a wow. Wow. That's, See, a, I, that's well, a good Casey wow. Thank, I had to do it like a Casey wow so we don't get sued. Can I do an Alex wow? Yeah, do one. Wow. Oh my God. All right. Let's, we're going to take clips of those and we're going to post them everywhere. Yeah. All right. Okay. 8.5. 8. 8. Yep. 8.5 golden cones of honor. Go to the Douglas fir. All right. Okay. Log from, it. From Alex. Christen. All right. So, okay. I think it's a good rating. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Thanks. Okay. I have, I have some, I, I, I got to add, I got to evangelize a little bit here. I love the Douglas fir. I think they are the most smashing trees, mostly because wow. they just get so huge and anything that like everyone in the world knows about the redwoods and the sequoias and the eucalyptus trees that are like these super huge tall trees. Then everyone else is like, Oh, and all those other trees out in the Pacific Northwest. And it's like, well, yeah, but the tallest tree ever measured was a 394 foot tall Douglas fir. Mm-hmm. But this is the problem though. I think it, um, a part of it broke off they measured that and then they measured the standing piece of it that was still there and it came out to be like 394 feet tall which is the tallest tree ever measured ever Mm. like that's that's it so just want to plug it as you know it ain't uh, nothing to sneeze at as they say but at the same time it's very sappy and I have had some bad experiences with Douglas for a while. I was climbing them. One time a branch broke out right from underneath me. In fact, I have a buff. The clothes that I was wearing while doing that climb, I still can't wear because there's so much sap that's covered on them that sometimes like you, you would wash it and then you dry it really hot and the sap like becomes like a like solid mass. And so my clothes like have all these like dots where it's like almost like you take a resin and you put it on there and now it's just like solid. So it doesn't even move like fabric. So I got to take some away from that. That was one of those, a scary moment for me. And I was just like, I was ready to go. I was having a good time. And all of a sudden it came out and I was like, this tree's, this tree's betraying me. It's terrifying. a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes even though they are ubiquitous, they're a little bit overplanted. Not all the time. Mm. Sometimes. Anyway, okay, all right, so here's, I, I don't think I've ever brought this up to you, Alex. This is the one, the one theoretical issue I have with this podcast, is that what if I want to rate every tree as a 10? Right, that can't happen, It though. can't happen, no. so I, I need to, I gotta have some, I gotta, I gotta measure myself out. Really yeah. Gotta, you know, you have to be discerning. I mean, I mean, you could look at it, you know, even a tree that you like a lot, it could be like a three. That's true. You know? That's true. I also, I, a lot of times I picture individuals and I base my my ideas off those individuals. So if I look at a bunch of really cool big trees, I'm just like, Douglas fir is the greatest tree in the world. Mm. Then if I see a bunch of Douglas firs, I'm like, those Douglas firs suck. I hate these trees. Five. I see. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm just going to put a stab out there and say it. I am going to put this at like a 7.4. 7.4. A 7.4. Casey Clapp. I don't have the same uh, personal connection that you do, but I love the tree. But I have to say there are other trees that I I also have a really special place in my heart for, which is, you know, it's just because it's, you know, it's kind of a dime a dozen nowadays. This is shocking to me. I know. I'm shocked that you went so high. 
But at no. the same time, I guess, you know, if it can grow the tallest, you know, why can't it get the highest score? I think I also maybe have uh, first episode bias yeah. a little bit. Ah, that's possible. One of these days we're going to have like last episode bias or like maybe maybe it's going to be like a hangover episode. Mm. And we're going to be like, you know what? I hate the juniper because I had so much gin last night. Right. Ugh. That's not true. I don't I don't really drink a lot of gin. We are we're uh, we're objective. We're trying yeah. to be as objective. Well, as yeah, one hundred percent objectively subjective. Also, all trees are beautiful. They're uh, part of nature, which is a mat, which is a fucking miracle. That is, I just could not have said that. Also, now it's not how I want to say that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know what? We're gonna talk about that later too. Are all trees awesome? Whoa! Ooh, now that's a question. But that's a perfect segue, isn't it? It is a perfect segue. Oh my gosh, you guys! This is uh, this is Act Three. Yes. <laughs> thanks, thanks for <laughs> spelling out our structure. Um, <laughs> what structure? We made this up. Oh yeah, we're winging it. Uh, <laughs> okay, that was that was the Douglas fir. Uh, let's move on to our. What were we calling this? Oh, this doesn't this doesn't match anymore because we no, changed the name of our podcast. This is our C A Q and A. This is the uh, completely arbitrary Q and A. Uh, Casey, we have a question from one of our friends. All right. What a mutual got? friend, Olivia Frankie. Oh, I love Olivia. She's the best. Oh, man. She's in Alaska right now. She's, she's living up there in the great white north. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's teaching kids about trees. She's doing a great job. <laughs> Olivia asks, um, par- I'm kind of paraphrasing here. All right. Um, what's the deal with Christmas trees? Uh, oh. Origin of the Christmas tree. Yeah. Why do we Why do we still put these dead trees up in our living rooms every year? Oh, yeah. And dress them in... Glorious garb. The finest gowns. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it kind of has a couple different things. Hey, we do put skirts on them. We do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Oh, okay. Most, like if we go way back, Christmas trees are like the, the what we celebrate near this time of year. For those of you who don't know, we're doing this in uh, December right now. That's right. So uh, Christmas as the holiday that we treat it now is actually a Christianization of solstice celebrations that were already here, that people already did all the time. Um, Celtics, uh, or um, the Celts, the Gauls, you know, people in Europe mostly in this mm-hmm. case. Um, my understanding is that Christmas trees initially were a sort of pagan celebration where they would take evergreen trees, and so they would use spruce trees and pines for anything that was sort of an evergreen plant or evergreen tree growing in um, Europe at the time. Mm-hmm. And they would bring in these evergreen things to kind of symbolize evergreen or everlasting life. Right. Because there is, um, on the in the Northern Hemisphere, especially over there in Europe, um, there is solstices. And one is on the, it's the shortest day of the year, which is the uh, winter solstice. Mm-hmm. And then the longest day of the year is in June, June 21st, and that's the uh, summer solstice. That's right. So what they would think of is they were like, well, you had the Oak King is what the, um, I had read about. And the Oak King sort of represented um, sun and power. And then as soon as you hit the summer solstice, then the Oak King's power would start to decline. Mm. And then it would be the... Um, Holly King would take over slowly but surely. The power sort of would wax and wane for cool. each of these. And then once you hit the solstice uh, in, during wintertime, then all of a sudden everyone would be like, yes, yeah, days are getting longer. Oak King's power's coming back. Interesting. And then they would start um, celebrating with all these evergreen things because obviously up in Europe, you can't grow a whole lot of fruit and vegetable things during the wintertime. You could harvest some and like nuts and apples and fruits like that. So that, those became like things we would put on the tree. 
But this is something you actually um, brought up to me hmm. about Martin Luther. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. What is that? Uh, 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 what was it? Oh, Martin Luther, uh, kind of wasn't he the first to to say, uh, "Let's take one of these things and and yeah. and use it for." Was it Christmas specifically? Lutheran Christmases? I believe so. Yeah, he was watching it and he was walking back, like thinking of a sermon. Oh, thank you. Yes, and he this got was it. super excited and he saw that this tree with these lights that were over the top of That's it. That's so right. He saw a tree line yes. with stars uh, behind him, and it and it, he so he replicated that in his home That's by exactly right. putting candles on a tree, which Pre- is. Precisely. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Do you do you like um do you like Christmas trees, Case? You know, I do. I like Christmas trees. How I do think... you how would you, how do you decorate a, a tree that Ooh. you might put up? What's your That's a good question? Yeah. Well. You know, I when I was younger, uh, so even literally to this year, my mom and family and all, you know, we have COVID things going on, so we have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. But you know, we donned our masks and we went out and picked up a tree, all socially distanced and everything, and we still to this day go out and get a living Christmas tree. What about you? Do you like them? I like them all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have the one. I'm not doing one this year um, for space reasons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you have an economy of space here. I really do. I got to be careful with what I bring into this apartment. That's fair. Right? Uh, but last year I, I had a little mini, a little mini tree I got from New Seasons. That sounds great. Yeah, it was cute. And I put lights around it. Um, mm-hmm. Those same lights that are strung up around you there. Those are beautiful um, lights for those of you who can't see right now. Not around you, but behind you. Yeah, they're is behind what I meant. you. Yeah. I, I don't have Casey wrapped in lights like a Christmas tree. Although, oh, bonus episode. Might as well. Uh, I like I like Christmas trees. Yeah, I like the way they smell. Yeah, see. And I just like how it looks. And I I I, I, I my neighbors have one, and every time I walk by uh, their apartment, and I, I see it through the window, and it warms my heart a bit. Yeah, there you go. That's all we got today. All right. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh. We're just so we're just so pleased. Again, still smiles. I'm yeah. elated, Alex. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, so we're doing we're doing one of these a week. Um, so stay tuned uh, for our next tree. We'll see you next week. What's it going to be? Ooh, what's it going to be? Oh. Good job, Douglas Fair. You really performed today. We're yeah. proud of you. Seriously, yeah. We, we love you. Eight and a half golden cones of honor. That's Eight right. Yeah. Okay. Starting strong. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See ya. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our production consultant is Olivia Frankie. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by The Mini Vandals. Thanks for listening. <laughs>